unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is the Retail War Zone Podcast. First thing I want to get out of the way is um, I discovered that something exists today you know, while doing research or whatnot, you know, getting headlines and things like that. And lo and behold, my actual comment on Twitter was, oh my fucking God, they found a um, way to monetize it. So this is, I was today's year old when I realized this is really a thing. Karen's for hire, entitled to help. We Karen, so you don't have to. For real estate, auto, customer service, consulting. And then I guess what would Karen do? Yeah. Um, they found a way to monetize it. I'm just appalled. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the individuals that work for that company? <coughs> I peeked at the website. Their fees range from 50 to $75, but they could go up. They are quote unquote insured. Um, they are not attorneys, but they have attorneys on call in case somebody's situation needs an attorney and they can provide one for them. I'm sure there's a cost for that too. And I'm just like, Holy shit. This is really a thing. I, I, I just, just stunned, just absolutely stunned. But I think blame Tyke said it best capitalism finds a way right <laughs> and i, I just kind of at a loss for words on that one so yeah so um it, it's uh it's um blame tags right karen's always say they have an attorney on file <laughs> <coughs> hero says so do they call the attorney or still dial nine one one frivolously oh lord i don't know but anyway so um blame tag was like are you going to get them on the show? And I'm like, I don't want to touch that with a 10 foot pole, but I think, uh, we'll, we'll wind up having some fun with that. Ooh, we need to get somebody to call and record the call of like the consultation because the consultation is free. Who's up for that? That would be great. <laughs> All right. So, um, having said that, let's, uh, get into some headlines. The headlines are short this week because a lot of the headlines kind of overlapped in what we're talking about. So it's just a few. Um, the first one we're going to come back to, it's actually part of the main topic. Uh, new study finds most retailers still short on frontline staff. Um, excuse me. Sorry. This one the study says retail jobs are just the worst. There's a lot of information that goes along with that. And that kind of gets us started down the topic. Uh, stores say shoplifting is a national crisis. The numbers don't back it up. Uh, when you read this thing, you, it's talking about shrink percentages and shrink goals and shrink targets, and they haven't went up. So if the shoplifting is such a problem that these retailers are sounding the alarm, but their shrink figures aren't matching that, it, so, so what are we doing? I mean, are, are we locking stuff up now that maybe shouldn't be? Now don't, now, don't get me wrong, shoplifting is rampant, and it's it's bad. But the numbers aren't backing up, you know, the, the crisis that, like, say, Walmart was talking about. So Walmart's not shutting down any stores for shoplifting anytime soon. 
Um, workplace bullying has skyrocketed and remote work might be partially to blame. Uh, this is a, a good one. Dollar Tree warned because of rodent infestation and conditions in distribution center, not store, distribution center. So, you know, a DC is going to be supplying X amount of stores and they got rodent infestation running around with all their palletized food goods and things like that. Lovely. Um, family dollar employee disciplined for calling in sick too much pulls gun on boss record show. Yeah, that's not how that's supposed to work. Um, this next one, Walmart salaries for 2023. How much do employees get paid? I don't know if it's like this across the board. They, they give the price breakdown, the salary breakdown, uh, cashiers making almost $15 an hour. So shopper warns of new Walmart self checkout scam. That's worth checking out. Um, it involves skimmers, I believe. Um, it, it's kind of weird. And then super secrets. I work in Tesco and there are five things every retail worker does, including judging every single shop they go in. Guilty. We're all guilty, probably, that you, you work retail, you go into one of these stores, and you're like, oh, this store looks like shit, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, last year was horrible in retail, but this one looks worse. So there's our headlines. <clears throat> so kind of where we're sitting. <laughs> you know, um, lots of crazy stuff going on out there right now. What do we got here? Adria says, seems like every few years there's a shoplifting panic, just like the satanic panic. Yes. Um, Hero says, ship you a new night manager, Radicus. Mm-hmm. Blame Tag says, I still want to know what happens when you ask for their manager. Yep, that, that, that'd that be a good one. So, speaking of Blame Tag, our sponsor, The Serving Times. As if customer service wasn't ridiculous enough, there is the link right there just like with headlines, just like with the topic for tonight, and just like for the sponsor, all the links are in the description of the video. Also, too, if you have not subscribed and you even remotely like what we do here, please take a moment, click all the little buttons and whatnot. It'll help us out. Uh, we're trying to elevate that number. It'd be nice to see. I mean, I don't lose sleep over it, but it'd be cool. So anyway, having said that, the topic at hand is customer behavior getting worse. Uh, when we get to the question of the week, um, some came in, some answers came in late that I wasn't able to put on the screen, but I'll pull up Twitter and, and you know, I'll acknowledge those as well. So here's where we're at. We're going to start off with the first article and there's a name in here that all of us on Twitter should be familiar with. So here we go. Study says retail jobs are just the worst. And this is from retail wire. A recent study from U.S. News & World Report ranked 190 jobs in order to identify the best jobs in the U.S. today. Frontline retail employment did not land high up on the list. The role of retail salesperson is the worst job to have in the country, a Bloomberg article analyzing the job study found. The position ranked low in such categories as salary, job market, and future growth potential. Store cashiers were given the second worst job rating. Now, <clears throat> on Retail Wire, they have what they call the brain trust, and these are the people that leave comments. Well, number one, our good friend, Neil Saunders, who I think we kind of wrongfully accused of what he was doing with pictures. He said, frontline retail jobs are often very stressful, both because of the demands on individuals and because of having to deal with the public. While most shoppers are nice, underlined, there is a sizable minority with bad attitudes who treat retail workers poorly. Correct. 
Uh, sadly, there is not much retailers can do about the latter. However, the former can be remedied by better resourcing and or planning. The number one complaint I hear from store staff on my various visits is they are not properly resourced for everything they need to do. Oh, and I think every senior management employee, including the CEO, should spend at least some time working in a store to see what goes on at the coal face. Very nice. Very, very nice. Uh, Mark Risky. The Harvard study characterization rings true. Working frontline retail is undervalued, underpaid, and underappreciated. Didn't we refer to these same workers as heroes during the pandemic? Yep. Then Doug Garnett, president of ProtoNick. We need to go one step further than what is suggested here. Fundamentally, there is little respect for the front line in retail. These workers are haunted by daily NPS-based ratings used to punish and given strict rules to follow, which are at odds with delivering good customer service, yet each employee is the single individual representing the company to the customer. It is a miserable job because its value is little respected. Retailers have grown increasingly more separated from their customers because of the disrespect than blame the front line employee. Retail needs a top-to-bottom reworking. And then this was excellent. Uh, Patricia Waldron. I'm wondering why bad customer behavior isn't in the list of reasons why store level jobs can be unpleasant. Dealing with rudeness exasperates all the other factors mentioned. Andrew Blatherwick. During the pandemic, we heard that customers finally realized how they appreciated store staff. They have short memories. And where have we all heard this before? Until retailers begin treating workers as assets worth investment instead of costs, this won't get better. Uh-huh. Controllable expense. Now, we've got one thing here from the Harvard Business Review, and it was a it was some research and a study that was done. It starts off with the summary. Customers' incivility toward frontline employees hurts workers emotionally, physically, and cognitively and can result in lower performance. But these effects are compounded when employees are required to keep providing quote-unquote service with a smile. According to psychology professor Alicia Grandy's research, companies looking to support their employees in dealing with rude behavior should train them in how to mitigate the effects of incivility, give them autonomy over how to react, and pay them for the emotional labor they perform. Um... And these are a couple of blurbs from the actual research. Your research has shown that employees experience incivility more frequently from customers than colleagues. Why is that? Uh, first of all, we're primarily looking at one-off customer encounters rather than at the ongoing relationships that, say, a salon stylist has with their clients. With strangers, there's less accountability. Customers don't feel like they have to play by the rules because there aren't any negative repercussions for them. Add to that the global axiom that, the quote-unquote, the customer is always right and many customers have the sense that they're entitled to act however they want to. Together, these factors set up the same powerful differential that an employee experiences with their boss, but without the ongoing relationship that can discourage bad behavior. All told, what are the costs of incivility toward employees? When people are insulted, naturally they feel outraged or annoyed, and service workers have to control these emotions to do their jobs well. Our research has shown that this surface acting depletes us emotionally, cognitively, and physically. And many studies have found that this form of emotional labor is linked to job burnout and turnover. You think? And the next is from NH Business Review. Facing incivility on the job. Leaders can help workplaces better cope with the burden. Many have noticed an unpleasant change in recent years when doing our jobs, especially for those who perform customer-facing work. This deterioration comes in the form of an increase of incivility among the general public. This courtesy, rudeness, 
and disrespect directed at frontline service providers by customers, clients, patients, student parents, airline passengers, and many other service recipients have made working to assist and benefit the public unnecessarily difficult and disheartening. This observation is just not anecdotal. 76% deal with incivility at least once per month on the job. 70% see and hear incivility two or three times per month on the job. 78% claim customer bad behavior is more frequent than five years ago. Our careers cannot flourish amid a barrage of atrocious behavior delivered from the very individuals we are trying to help. Most jobs present plenty of inherent challenges with which to contend as it is. Work is rarely an easy and carefree endeavor, even under the best circumstances. Piling on impertinent and ill-mannered behavior risks making our jobs unpleasant and unsustainable. Yep. <coughs> and this is uh, from Inc. Why the customer is always right is a terrible policy and what to do instead. The customer is always right was always problematic. These days, it's a terrible policy. Research offers a better approach. You probably don't need research to tell you that customers have become more badly behaved as of late, but if you want confirmation exists, all those headlines about rude customers, screaming airline passengers, and entitled patrons are backed up by various reports that confirm terrible customer behavior is on the rise. Your business relies on your customers behaving decently. You might think the problem with forcing your employees to humor insane customers is that it burns out your staff, forcing you to hire in what, despite all the chatter about impending recession, remains a tight job market. And that is an issue. It doesn't take a scientific study to tell you that pretending to be nice to people who treat you abysmally is the highway to exhaustion, misery, and resentment. And they have some points in here on different ways you can handle it. And this was the most profound. Progressive discipline and dismissal. Flagging terrible customer behavior is the first step, but when customers repeatedly ignore warnings, you must also empower employees to walk away. At a call center, that could be meaning giving your team the right to hang up if it faced with continuing verbal abuse, or it could mean allowing employees to escalate by making a note on file, redirecting the interaction to a supervisor, and even issuing fines depending on the industry. If all of this sounds a bit familiar, that's probably because this approach echoes how companies manage employees. They set clear expectations, provide training and feedback, and ultimately deal out consequences if those expectations aren't met. The latest research suggests that rather treat customers like they are always right, you should manage them much the same way you do the rest of your team. And I 100% agree with that. 100%. So let's check the chat here. Um, Adria, highly misunderstood customer service, cashiering, highly skilled job. Yes. Uh, Philly says CEOs should absolutely spend time in the store. Yep. Um, hero, my new favorite term for 2023 is that's going on my emotional labor invoice. Uh huh. Mad dog, bad behavior every single day. I'm sorry you didn't come shop earlier and the item you wanted is sold out. No, I'm not going to call you when it comes in. Yes. Yes. Quinoa. That's crazy. It is. So, here we are. You know, number one, we're going over this topic because I posted a poll on Twitter. You know, we've been around a little bit, and there were a few topics we covered at the very beginning of the retail war zone that some of you that are late to the party 
may not have seen. And so customer behavior was one of them. And it's a situation where we see a lot of, um, it really goes back to for a minute, we were all essential, right? And, oh, we were heroes and, oh, and all this other mess. And then how soon they forget. You see the reports, you, you see like, especially like in airlines and, and, and you know, the Karen joke is still a, a, a thing. It was, it was crazy. And, you know, I was hopeful that during the pandemic, you know, businesses would take up for their employees. Well, the fact that they backed off of all of the social distancing and all the other stuff for the sake of getting dollars into the tills proved that their employees were not the most important focal point. It was the customer. And <clears throat> with that, you know, it's it's just spiraled. I, I think that when we came out of the pandemic, you know, customers were already cranky to begin with. When they realized that the customer was more important than the business itself as far as the staff goes, the entitlement got bigger. You know, they pushed their narrative, and and this isn't a, a COVID thing. It's not like if you're for mask or against mask. It's not about that. But there was enough of an outcry of different customers complaining about different policies that were in place for the pandemic that were put in place to hopefully protect the employees that they backed off. Once again, the customer's always right. Once again, capitalism wins. You know, it, the, the, the dollar is worth the death. You know, it, it's crazy. And so it empowered them even more. I mean, if they can get their way during a global pandemic, they're like, who's going to fucking stop us now, right? Hybrid says, I think I had said, what if the customers didn't get worse but were just tired and burned out from taking it that we just snapped out of it? You know, um, it... Erica made a comment on the Facebook post about maybe we just started paying better attention. And I think that's possible too. I think that the buttons got pushed and we finally, as a segment of business, got tired of dealing with it. And, you know, we, I wish companies would pursue the avenues of policing unruly customers and rude customers just as much as they would theft you know kick somebody out of a store give them a no trespass they can't come back because they were rude to sally cashier or you know joe frozen food guy or you know herman stalker guy you know there has to be repercussions they have to know that their money's not that important if you're going to treat people bad, go go somewhere else. We're, we're not going to, you know, deal with this. And here's the thing. The same people that act this way are the same people that are bitching about self-checkouts. Blaine Tag says, I can see that, that we just decided we weren't going to the, be doormats and stop letting it go. Correct. Correct. Russell, you're right. Like they do at a bar or a restaurant. Bouncers. That's what we need, retail bouncers. You get roughed up, thrown out, can't come back. 
Uh, Mel says most companies do reserve the right to kick those rude people out or refuse service to anyone. But most of them don't. Absolutely, they don't. I've been in this business, God, since I was 18, right? So in five years, that would be 40 years I've been in this business. In 40 years, I have not seen any company that I was a manager for ban somebody from the store due to behavior. Ever. And that's that that that's a lot of shifts. I mean, it, but, you know, and when we get into the question of the week, there's a lot of good input there. Um, you know, Blame Tag wrote like an essay, but it's really, really good. And, you know, it's also, too, uh, to Blame Tag's point and what he said that you'll see in a bit, you know, the media is playing it out like the workforce is terrible. That, I mean, everywhere you look, there's not pro-employee articles out there. It's, you know, the quiet quitting, the the, the great resignation, the all of that bullshit, right? And a lot of it's like Fox News and stuff. And there's a correlation between a lot of those people and how they behave and the things that they consume from a media standpoint. And they believe that shit. So we're like worthless individuals. I mean, case in point, I work somewhere where we have a really good time. All right. We we really do. We have a blast. We may be a little loud on the sales floor. Okay. But not in a rude way. Just having a good time, hooping and hollering. Um, our bosses let us do it. They like that we're happy. The amount of complaints we have gotten from customers because of that activity is insane. And I have to give my management staff huge credit because every time they've been approached with one of those complaints, they have responded. Our employees like to be happy in their work and we're okay with that. We're sorry you have a problem, but no, we're not going to tell them to stop. That's huge. It really is. And, but, but that's the thing. Something as simple as that. Guys busting their ass, cutting up, having a good time, getting a lot of work done, not hurting a soul. And you got people complaining about that and wanting to cause a fuss about that. There, there's a problem. Now, if you guys were going to guess, I mean, and, and this is kind of like a question for the chat. What would you say the age range is for the people that are the worst offenders as far as um, customer incivility? We'll just call it that. Um, well, Adrian, because we're loud. And, 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 and that's just unacceptable. It... I mean, God, I need to write down like all the complaints. You'd be surprised at how they've been worded, but you know, it's, it's crazy. <coughs> so Mad Dog says an age range of 40 to 60. Russell says 14 to 90. No, that's too broad. I'm sorry. That, that That's not, it's more narrow than that. Um, good try though. <laughs> Mel says you'd think people would be happy to see happy employees at work from a customer point of view. It seems like if the employees are happy, maybe the customer experience will be even better. True. But <clears throat> unfortunately, it's just not that way. Um, now, there have been tons of c- 
customers who have come and made comments to the group about how, oh, we love shopping here. You guys are always in such a good mood and, and, and always so helpful. So, so there's, but they take the time to go to the individuals on the floor and tell them that. You know, it's much more personal that way. But the ones that have complaints, they're marching up front looking for the manager. Uh, Hero says young moms and older guys. Adrian says 70 plus. Iris says 55 to 65. Um, I'm going to have to take a combination between Mad Dog and Irish. I'm going to say 45 to 65. In my experience, what I've seen. Now, there is a younger segment also. But the younger segment also is very retailer specific and um i'm gonna call it for what it is soccer moms soccer moms in a home decor place oh god oh god you know by the way um hero had an amazing idea i want to throw this out here blame tag if you're listening it's important for you to be in on this too she talked about wanting to do an episode about Interior direct, uh, decorators and, like, wedding planners and people like that who try to return a lot of merchandise because they basically rented it. You know, if you work in a place like, you know, at home where you sell home decor, you know, these people would come in and buy furniture for, like, a show, show house for the weekend and then turn around and return it. So... I think that'd be a good episode to do as well. I mean, we saw it at Dollar Tree all the time, believe it or not. Um, you know, they'd come in and buy all their cheap wedding stuff. They'd buy too much. And then the wedding was over and here it comes. And, and they bought too much, but the return was a lot. You know, it, it, it was crazy. Um, oh, look, Blame Tag. Just had a conversation about that today. Yeah, I think that'd be a good one. Um. Same same thing happened at Guitar Center, believe it or not. You know, guys would come in and buy $3,000 guitars to play in a club over the weekend and return it. <clears throat> I bet it does. You know, it happened a pr pretty good bit at the home decor store. So just side note there, I think that would be uh, a nice episode to have here in the future. But anyway, so you're looking at the age range. Far more often, it... To me, kind of got to agree with uh, Hero, what she said, too. Older males. Older males, I see mistreating people at a much larger clip than older females. Females, I'm going to say 40 to 55, easy. Um, and, But what what drives that? I mean, why? I, I, I don't, it, and it has gotten worse, okay? It, it really has. Um, has it gotten worse since the pandemic? Yes, it has gotten worse. You know, the, the Harvard Business Review, the person who did the survey said that they didn't see from people surveyed that it actually got worse since then. No, it's a small group that they're surveying. I think overall, yes, you can see news reports, you can see all sorts of stuff. I mean, and then it's starting to get violent. 
I mean, absolutely getting violent. You know, you got associates getting assaulted. You know, it's it's out of hand. Okay, hero. Here's your moment in the sun. <laughs> you do have good ideas, though. Um, Adrian says, older males, absolutely the worst at our deli counter. It's gotten worse. I think they're used to being catered to, and now they're being treated just like everyone else. Yeah. So how do we stop it? I mean, how do we stop it? You know, uh, when Blame Tag was on and we did the episode about the customer is always right, you know, like we discovered, if we were unaware, the customer is always right in matters of taste. You know, retailers have ran with that phrase and used it as a blanket statement to basically diminish the input of their staffs because the staffs don't have any say-so. Like, once again, I'll tell the story. When I was at home and I had a customer return a pot that was full of maggots and my key carrier did the right thing and was nice about it and declined a refund. And this woman flipped out and called corporate and it was, she flipped out on him, she flipped out on me, you know, and then what happens? Corporate says, tell your key carrier that did a shitty job, even though it did perfect, take the maggots back and give the customer a $50 gift card. And people wonder why they lose employees. And you have to pull somebody into the office who did a, the right thing and tell them, oh, by the way, you, you didn't. <clears throat> um, Russell says, based on demographic, do you think stores in the city are worse or out of the country areas? Um, my experience, okay, I'll, I'll use... I'll use our time at Dollar Tree as an example. And this is just my experience. It can be different for everybody else. When we were in TR, out in the mountains or whatnot, I think you would agree that that customer base, we, we never had any problems. But when we got closer to the bigger cities, um, it, it got off the chain bad. So I think there is something to be said about areas where life is simple and everybody's laid back and it's kind of chill. The people are a product of that environment. Um, when you work in an area, like say, for instance, around Atlanta. Now, you know, you got Atlanta itself, but you have, you know, little cities outside of that that are close enough, you know, within 30 minutes, you still pick up a lot of that big city. Now, when we lived in Dallas, Georgia, um, I would have to say that that was a little bit more country, a little bit more rural, but when I worked for Kmart there, that didn't reflect with the customers. The customers were bad there too. So I think it really depends on, on the geography of where you're at and, you know, the kind of people that live there. But historically and statistically speaking, Big cities are bigger problems. I mean, it, it just is. Everything from shrink to, to violence to crime, whole nine yards. It just is. So, um, Mel says, it seems like stores in the country areas are bad because of regulars. The more someone frequents a store, the more entitled they are. Yes and no. But that does go back to the episode we had a few weeks ago about how customers are too comfortable in your store. Yes. And that, that's a different ball of wax and a different kind of customer because they feel like, you know, they're one of the foundational bricks that store was built upon. 
they're more opinionated in my experience than rude and ugly to employees. They, they, they try to take up too many, too much people's time, um, voicing their opinions on things. But typically the people that are in the store that much, it's not that they're rude. They just try to monopolize everything. <coughs> um, hero true. Um, you do have higher potential because of volume of shoppers, but it's a different kind of person too. There, there, I mean, you know, there's a country person and there's a city person. I mean, there's, there's a difference in those kind of people, you know? Um, and typically it's, it's not good, but there again, you know, there are assholes everywhere, period. You know, it, there just is. Um, Russell, I would agree with that. People in more city areas are that ain't got time for that kind of people. Yeah. You know, they're used to a busy life. They're used to a busy existence. They're, they're, they want everything, you know, like that. And I'm sorry, real life just doesn't happen that way. That's why those people get mad at self-checkouts because they can't run it right. And they get pissed off and says, oh, you know, there's a, a an unidentified item in the bagging area. Patience, you know, for one thing. <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, so it's gotten worse. It's gotten more violent, actually, uh, especially since the pandemic. Um, and a lot of the violence and the mistreatment you see in low-income areas, and what I mean by that is it's your dollar generals, it's your dollar trees, it's your family dollars, you know, it's your smaller stores because there's not enough staff in those stores to ever combat those kind of behaviors. And in some of those stores, depending on what the shift is, you've got employees that are just sitting ducks. So, I mean, it has gotten worse. Um, but I don't know how you fix it. I think the only way it gets fixed is if it's policed. If it was just like the, you know, the ink article said, if you're able to treat customers like you treat your employees and if they're a shitty employee, you fire them. If they're a shitty customer, you fire them. They're not allowed back. And I think if you saw like a mass movement and you never will, but let's just say all the retailers in the United States decided this, we're going to try this, this out and see what happens. You ban people enough from their favorite stores and it gets news coverage. Watch that behavior change. Yes, hybrid. I did see that. If nobody saw that, there's a fast food worker. Dude goes up, has a zip tie, tries to put it around the the gal's arm and drag her out of the drive-thru. See, it's that kind of thing. It's not only rudeness. It's the entitlement that they feel like they're unstoppable enough. And if they got mental illness, they try to, to yank out an employee through a, a drive through window and kidnap them. Come on. Um, Heroes says make everything drive through slash curbside only and ban people so they can't shop. You know, we're, we're threat level chicken sandwich. Yes. Um, you know, that's not a bad idea, but there'd have to be some kind of reward. You want to shop in the store? You have to be a certain kind of person. And I don't mean, you know, from a demographic standpoint, you know, this isn't a race thing. You know, maybe, you know, these stores have rewards cards. Maybe it should be set up if there's a reward card 
that, you know, and a lot of times, you know, you'll go to check out and it'll give you a survey to rate your service. There should be another screen facing the cashier that they're able to rate the customer. And customers should get a report card on their behavior via email. Maybe that will work. I don't know. Uh, Adria says, because grocery stores provide food to the general public, the management rarely says anything bad to customers. Um, Yeah, overall, um, I will say, I will say, once again, I'm fortunate, okay? All stores have problems, all right? No store's perfect. The one I work at, same thing. There's no perfect store, right? But our management team, for the most part, won't put up with that nonsense. They'll be nice to a point, and they'll do the whole manager thing, you know, try to calm a situation down. But if they cross a line, they're going to be like, get out. And that's very refreshing. Um, here it says Uber and food delivery driver services have an employee memo area for reporting. Back. See, that's a, we, we need a reporting system in these stores that's attached to like a loyalty number or whatnot. And the customer needs to be aware and see their footprint in these businesses and how they are perceived due to their behavior. Maybe that's, a, I mean, that's something, do we got any tech people? Maybe that's something we need to, to come up with, you know, a customer grading system, a customer survey system to where employees can call out shitty customers. That would be awesome. And you could have like a database. I mean, it's obviously not as bad as, you know, a sex offender registry, but imagine having a registry of like bad customers, you know, I mean, you've got Carfax and you can find out details on cars from God knows how long ago. Why can't we have one of those about customers? That would be perfect. Perfect. Um, Russell says, well, if the big microchipping comes back into the picture, they could use that to better. So then, yeah. <coughs> Oh, Hero, that's really good. Instead of a carbon footprint, a consumer courtesy footprint. That is beautiful. Uh, Mel says someone could even just make an app for that. Yeah. But see, what's funny is the customers are going to want to post, you know, a cashier's information all over the world if they think they're getting shitty service. But they ain't going to want that <laughs> for themselves. You know, it's that whole... um do as I say, not as I do kind of thing. Um, blame tag. Facial recognition cameras as the customers walk in. Yes, and they're actually getting ready to start doing that in some places. Um, I don't know how they're going to figure this out, but they're going to try to use facial recognition to make sure people are over 18. I don't know how that's going to work. But, but yeah, maybe that's that's what we need. Maybe Maybe there needs to be an app. You know, um, where you know you you can expose these people. Blame tag says this is kind of fucked up, but at the first theater I worked at, the headsets for the older folks doubled as shitty customer registry. Uh huh. Mel says Google reviews, but for us about customers, they'd freak out. Yes, but God, wouldn't that be a fun time? Hero says T-shirt. What's your consumer courtesy footprint? Oh, nice. 
Uh, Mad Dog says, I feel like we should be able to respond to any reviews and say, if you hadn't been a cunt nugget, <laughs> you would have had a different experience. Yeah. <clears throat> but you know, that's what the last article said too. It was empowering your associates to be able to do things like that. And because if an associate has no say so in the play, so to speak, it, it just becomes this whole cycle of they're just expected to take that shit, right? And and that's not how that works. It's just not how that works. Um, but yeah, I think that's something that, you know, I hate to say this because there's, there's a lot of speculation about like social credit cards and things like that. Like a lot of stuff like China's doing, but I have no problem whatsoever with some sort of database registry that tracks customer behaviors. I mean, you know, why not? Right. Blame Texas. Sometimes you see small business owner. Yeah. Respond like that. Correct. There, there is nothing better than seeing a small business fire off at somebody who dogged out their business. And then, you know, the owner calls them out in their bullshit. But then again, too, can't brag too much about that because most small businesses don't pay their people shit anyway. But anyway, different story for a different time. A hybrid says, so are we going to start a rate your customer business where we just stay in the store for a week and then rate them online? Hey, man, we got some pretty bright people in this group. Maybe we can come up with something that we can sell. That would be awesome. You know, here, you know, we'll sell it as employee empowerment and see if we can solve this problem. Because, you know, that's, that's the point. We've got to solve the problem. Retailers aren't going to solve it. So how do we solve it in a civil manner? Turnabout's fair play. Blaine Tank says, I think the problem with that is it would have to be voluntary and the people we need to watch out for would never volunteer for it. You're not a ruiner. No option. You do it anyway. <laughs> do it anyway. Um, Adrian says, I like the rate of customer app idea. Let's do it. I think it's a fantastic idea. Um, Mad Dog says, well, like when I got called the devil and was accused of not letting a pregnant chick sit down. Really, Becky? Let's talk about the fact you got fired for stealing. Oh, yeah. Hybrid says, I think our advertisement would seem a bit of parody, even if it wasn't. It would. Um, Hero says, I love people watching. Yes, she does. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe that's why, you know, there's gotta be accountability and that's one of the things everybody talks about in these situations. There's no accountability to customers. Okay. So how do we hold shitty customers accountable? Do you take pictures and, you know, put them on a board? That's another thing, you know, but the big thing is bigger companies wouldn't do that. Like if you're a smaller company, if you're independently owned, I, I challenge you to um do something like that have like a most wanted poster in in your building where you take a picture of the customer that's a problem and you put it up on a poster and you put what the problem was it's your business whatever so i mean why not why not do that and uh what what's it gonna hurt you know, if it's a privately owned business and that picture is inside your four walls, let them try something, you know, and, you know, make them prove the point that, you know, you 
incorrectly accused him. But there's got to be accountability. Like everything else in life, you've got to be accountable. Um, so we've got to find a way as a society and as a business to hold customers accountable for the behaviors they display. And at the same time, you know, if you had a board, you know, like most wanted where your worst customers, you could also have a board, your best customers do the same thing. Public humiliation is one hell of a tool. Always has been. Um, so, all right, so we're sitting at about 10 till. So let's get into the question of the week because there's a lot of stuff going on in here, all right? And then I'm going to pull Twitter up on my other screen so I can get everybody else's comments in that came in a little late. So question of the week, do you think customer behavior has gotten worse since the pandemic? Also, what do you think is driving him? Our good friend, Cranky Manager. The answer is yes, equal part stress and fear. Even our owner has made comments to us managers about how entitled and rude people are. Our rule is we make help the customer out, make them happy. Unless they're assholes to our employees, then they can use the door. <coughs> Karen Harrison. Yes. I think perhaps social media attention is driving part of it. People acting stupid for TikTok views, but people seem to feel more entitled in general. Correct. I agree with that 100%. Wine 101. Worse. Out of their fucking minds worse. Skyrocketing prices across every sector. A year from working at home and being keyboard warriors, forgetting how to behave in public to other human beings, trying to scrape by for a living. Yep, I agree with that. Stunning Steve, the mass debate. And I'm not taking sides here. Brought out the worst in a lot of people. Store employees only following corporate and government rules took the brunt of customer frustration and the attitudes created then today. Um, Erica Cochran. During the pandemic, working customer service was torture. Karen's every other customer. Also, as things eased up a bit. But at least in my work, people have chilled out a bit, at least for now. We still get the odd Karen, but some people become nicer. Then we got our good friend Blame Tag. <coughs> I know there is a common thread that this comes from pandemic frustrations and customers seeing us as personifications of corporate policies and CDC mandates, which I believe is true. But I also feel that this line of reasoning tries to excuse such behavior. And honestly, with things as they currently stand, is that it's the COVID protocol pissing them off? Excuse really still relevant. I think we have to, we have exhaustively remember that many customers are like this because they've been trained over time that this is the way to get what they want. And some people just see themselves as better than others based on their position in life. While that'll explain why customers suck in general, it doesn't explain why they're getting worse. Also, fair warning, I'm going to bitch about the business news media. So here are just a few of the things the business news media has said about us in the last few years. We don't want to work anymore. We're quiet quitting. Our demands for higher pay has driven inflation up even though we don't want to work and are quiet quitting. So that explains some of the disdain, but there's also the other side, the ones who understand that corporate greed is the biggest factor driving inflation. But don't feel too much love for this group because that's your fault too. See, this circles back to customers seeing us as personifications of our corporate overlords. So when prices go up and supply issues happen and stores are short-staffed because they pay 
diddly shits, they blame the corporation but take it out on you. In my opinion, that's what's causing this recent uptick in entitled bitchitude. That, and thankfully, many customer service workers have stepped, stopped catering to the Karen attitude, and that's caused them to act out. So it's a lot of things. It's a game you can't win. Just try to help the people who treat you with courtesy. They are out there, and avoid the ones who don't. And that's why he's a great journalist, just to let you guys know. <clears throat> and then we had, it's a secret now. I saw the change before the pandemic over 20 years, before we could just tell the customers to go away or fuck off. And that would be that. Slowly changed to we need to be nicer, and they would get rewarded for rubbish behavior. I blame businesses for almost feeding into poor manners equals rewards. Customers have been trained or brainwashed to throw childlike temper tantrums in the expectation of free stuff, money, and bump kissing. You train a dog to bark at the sound of a whistle and get a reward. It's going to bark at every whistle. And then Patricia Hutchins, customers are still pretty addled, which leads to crankiness. The past few years have been a lot. Add to that the long-term COVID effects on the brain and body, and people are definitely more high-maintenance. So, yeah. Yes, I got a mini serving times there. I'm glad you were here for that. So, let me go to Twitter real quick and see what we got going on here. Um, let's see. 923, that is me. Just responded to the question, has behavior gotten worse 100%? Don't look now, responded yes, because they're assholes. They're using the pandemic and the necessary precautions as an excuse for bad behavior. And racists have climbed out from under their slimy rocks in droves since Mango Mussolini rode down his golden escalator, giving them permission to act out. Uh, what else do we have? Hasoka's Harlot said, yes, I don't give a fuck what anyone says to combat this. Yes, the fuck it has. Um, so... And then J-plus, absolutely it has. The rudeness and sense of entitlement has doubled. So, you know, we ask these questions on Twitter and whatnot, and the community are, are the workers. You know, you can have magazine articles and all this other shit, right? But what you're hearing, you know, when I give you the question of the week and whatnot, you're hearing from boots on the ground, retail and service industry workers on Facebook. I uh, had several people respond to the, the thumbnail saying, yes, it's gotten worse. And these are people who work in the field. These aren't academics. These aren't professors. These aren't, you know, spokespeople for the media. These are boots on the ground work there every single day. And it's unanimous across the board. It's getting worse. And mind you, these are the people that were essential and were the only ones working during the pandemic. So if there's any authority on whether or not it's gotten worse since then, it's them. And we have no reason to not believe them. So there's our TED Talk for the evening. So... I, I do like the idea of a rate of customer app. I don't know how we can find out how to do that. You know, people can rate businesses without getting sued. You should be able to, to, to rate a customer without getting sued. We need to look into this. I think, I think if there was the threat of a customer being rated and it being public, 
I, I, I think a lot of people would change. I really do. Um, yeah, but it's a, a situation where, hey, let's just figure it out, okay? Um, having said that, what in closing do you think we can do better as associates to help? Do you think it becomes a situation where we just walk away regardless of what our management teams tells us to do and leave the customer standing? Um, because obviously we're at a point where we shouldn't have to take it, right? General strike, yeah. I mean, we talk about that a lot. Um, but, I mean, I mean, what do you think? I mean, it, it's how do we combat it? Now, fortunately for me, I, I don't really have to deal with it much anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm in a good spot. But a lot of you guys do, right? A lot of you out there, you know, work in situations where you really have to deal with it. And I'm sorry that you do. I don't know what the answer is for it. I do know it's gotten worse. Um, and the entitlement is just off the chain. It really is. So maybe there's a path forward. But I think the only way the path forward exists is the corporations have to back up the employees. They just have to. And until they do that, and until they quit quitting, teach, you know, treating us all like we're at a controllable expense, it's going to continue. Um, Hero says, personally, I reach a point where I just don't engage with dumb acidness. I reach a point where the only response is turning and walking away. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Mad Dog says, I have no problem if they choose to walk away and call me. I have no problem coming and standing up for my people. No one will talk to my people like that. And that's, and that's admirable. It's the way it should be. Uh, Russell says, I don't know, kill them with kindness, but don't take no crap at the same time. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes the killing them with kindness doesn't work with some of these folks. They're, they're, a lot of these people come into a store spoiling for a fight to begin with. It's just crazy. So I don't know. Um, but let's brainstorm this. Let's revisit this in February. All right. It's like homework. Okay. So we're going to have a part two to this. We'll say the last week of February. I want you guys to put your ideas together. What you think needs to be done to fix it. And what we may do is we'll take this topic. All right. And we can either do it on Wednesday night or we could do it on a, on a, you know, a therapy session. I'd prefer to do it on a Wednesday night. Um, you guys, Come up with the, what you think is is good. You can email me, text me, what whatever you need to do. And let's uh, revisit this the end of February. And it'll be labeled as, you know, the same thing. Um, you know, our customer behavior is getting worse. Solutions from the community. And that's how it'll be kind of labeled, and we'll go from there. So you guys got a month, homework for everybody. We'll, we'll try this. This is all about community anyway. So everybody come up with ideas. And, you know, you don't have to send them to me if you don't want to. It could be you could put them up in chat. The chat that night would have to be different. It'd be like, say, Mad Dog. They say, here's my idea. And then everybody kind of have to let you type out what you want to type out before the chat gets flooded. 
Um, but that's something I'd like to do. So in February, I want your guys' input. I want your guys' ideas on how we can fix it. And I think that'd be cool. So having said that, it is about that time. So the audio will be up on this um, sometime later this evening. When I get off here, I've got 150 foot worth of Cat 6 cable. I got to finagle around to get a router moved around. So I've got to do that. Um, we've got on the 25th, I've got the follow up. I've got a Dollar Tree manager that wants to come on. No Russell, nobody we know, just to let you know. Um, talking about the district they're in and the problems they've had. OSHA violations, whole nine yards. It, it, it's a lot. So that's coming. Um, that should be next week. And that'll be cool. And then Erica has something that she's working on um, with unions that we should be doing sometime in February. Uh, she's got to get the information to me and whatnot, and uh, we'll go from there. I talked to her today, actually, about it. So that is potentially coming. Uh, if you have topics you'd like to see covered, shoot me a message. Let me know. We'll do that too. Um, remember, you know, Monday nights are your bitch and moan session. Have a shitty week. Come on in. Tell us what's going on. We'll chop it up. But other than that, everybody have a great evening. Stay safe. Don't take no shit from no customers. Peace out, and we'll see you next time.